We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as our best this is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning. Morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1010. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus <clears throat> Edmonston and Johnny Coley, who is an extension agent in War, uh, not Warren, Dad Gummit. See, I did it again. Person County and Granville County. Paul McKenzie's in Vance. You're going to get a call from Paul. There. And yes, right. Well, he was on with us last week. Of course, he probably told you yeah. that. Uh, 919 Don't forget those thirsty hummingbirds. Our friends at Wildbirds Unlimited, Falls Center in Raleigh, and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary, giving you a chance to win a pagoda and many feeders, so forth, uh, for uh, those hummingbirds registered win by going to the WPTF Facebook page. That's the WPTF Facebook page, and the prize will be given away on June 21st, so you have plenty of time to register. Go to the WPTF Facebook page, and uh, good luck to you. You know, if you're uh, selling uh, or thinking about selling your home because you want to 
bigger yard for gardening, or perhaps you need to downsize, but you don't want to be left homeless. And whoever thought we'd be talking about that if you're just selling your home, but it's true. You can sell your home in a day, but you're going to have a heck of a time, especially in this area, trying to find a, a home available to move into, especially one that you you want to, um, you know, that's up to your liking. So they're selling really fast. You need somebody like Justin Burleson with Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey to handle things for you. Uh, he is really the person to go to. Justin has been voted best real estate agent in the Triangle for the past five years, and he uh, currently ranks in the top five of selling agents in the Triangle year after year. And his online reviews are top-notch. Now, let Justin and his team help you strategize. And that's what this is going to take, because this could go on for a while, uh, so you can maximize your profits and make sure that you have a home to go to as soon as possible. Now, call or text Justin Burleson at Premier Agents Network today, 919 919- Six zero nine fifty one sixty one. That's nine one nine six zero one six zero nine six zero nine fifty one sixty one. So uh, do that today, Justin Burleson, uh, Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey Realty. Roger is with us in Apex. Another Apex caller. Hey, Roger, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How's everybody? Doing? All right, we're we're doing doing pretty good, I think. Generally, can can you hear me? All right, I can hear you yes, fine, sir. Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I, I I had you on speakerphone so that I uh, could tell when I come on and everything. And that's right. I'm trying to get it off of it. I might lose you. No, <laughs> we're okay. We we got you loud and clear, Roger. How can we help you today? Well, uh, comment first, the uh, gardenia, which uh southeastern part of the state, born and raised, we called them uh, Cape Jessamy. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the bugs that the uh, lady in Apex had on there, uh, I use malathion. I had those bugs this year, and I had uh, the little white thing. And uh, I sprayed malathion on it. It don't smell good, but the half-life on it is real good. And uh, wait about uh, six or seven days and spray it again, and uh, I make it through the year pretty good when I do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how does that rate yeah. Uh, yeah. with the environment and with pollinators, Johnny? Um. Well, the, the products that I mentioned are probably a little bit uh, better. Malathion does, as the gentleman mentioned, um, ha- has a, a, a pretty long residual. Uh, it's, it's better than, than seven uh, for pollinators, but uh, it is a synthetic. So um, uh, the malathion is a, is a nerve type. Uh, the active... The, the mode of action, if you will, is it works on the nervous system right. of the of the of the insect. So, um, it it could you know be picked up by pollinators, but uh, not as not as much so as the, the seven and and liquid formulations 
seem to uh, be a little softer on the pollinators than the than the dust forms. Is a time of day uh, that's best to use? Day. Time of day. Uh, the, the late in the evening uh, after the pollinators have gone back to their their nest mm. is your best time to yeah. to spray. If you got to spray flowers, um, <clears throat> that that gives it time to, to dry. And you know, although there may be some residual there the next day, it's not you know not going to be picked up quite as much. But um, but Malathion is it's been around a long time. It's um you know it's definitely a, a very general insecticide. Um and you know I yeah uh, always read the label and oh. and make sure you dress properly exactly. for that too. Exactly. Can, yeah, and I, and I tell people don't just read the label, follow the directions that are on the label. Yeah, that's right. That's the idea. You can read most anything. Roger, you didn't you didn't lose the. The aroma on your gardenias from spraying, did you? No. Uh, Malathion stinks, uh, but not for long. It, yeah. it, it pretty well goes away, but uh, uh, I will certainly uh, uh, yield to the pro on that. Uh, the uh, other thing I called about was uh, I moved. I built this house and moved here about 22 years ago. Planted some fine bushes around, and uh, they looking real good. But nature, uh, the birds, and I don't know whatever, has decided to plant trees and bushes in my bushes. <laughs> wow. It's not very thoughtful. I know. I know those critters. And uh, I'm afraid I know the answer. It might be, uh, I'm wondering how to get rid of that if I can't. But uh, I'm afraid I know the answer. Like my daddy said a long time ago, I'm 75. Uh, he said the way to get rid of nutgrass is turn the hogs in on it or move. <laughs> it's going to create a mess either way. You were hoping to wish it away, weren't you, Roger? Yeah. Well, Roger, you, you, you can't spray it or you'll kill the other plants. You, right. you probably can't dig it out, so you got to so, keep cutting it down or dig the whole thing yeah. up. And when I yeah. cut it down, it says thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what what say you, uh, Mister Expert Extension Agent? Well, you you can cut if it's a woody ornamental. You can or woody plant, not an ornamental per se, but a uh, woody plant, uh, a weed in this this instance. You can cut it and and paint it with with Roundup. Um, with uh, with well glyphosate, I shouldn't say Roundup, but glyphosate, a product that has glyphosate in it, just uh, you can do it up to fifty percent um, water to to glyphosate, or you can just use the the product at a hundred percent rate and just paint it on the the, the top, um, and it and it doesn't translocate, you know, into the roots of the of the other uh, plant that you're trying to to save. Um, just be careful that when you do that, because I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, a personal story of a gardenia that uh, uh, my my wife's prized the gardenia um, because it's Johnny, you didn't. Uh, you, please <laughs> well, tell me you didn't. I, it was a, there was a, there was a sweet gum growing up in the middle of it, so I, I cut it off and I was going to paint the top with 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 Roundup or glyphosate rather. And um, coming back out of the plant. A branch reached out and grabbed that container that I had the glass, and every bit of it spilled right in the middle. 
The plant has recovered, but it took several years. Uh, I do not recommend doing that. So be careful with the glyphosate when you're coming back out of the plant and do not spill it. Um, do you have to have somebody to walk with you to make sure you don't stumble? <laughs> I don't. I, I and I was thinking the whole time. Be careful with this, and not, you know, don't don't spill it on the plant. And uh, you know, I don't know that that branch just reached out there and 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 I fumbled it, and it uh, it fell right into the middle of that plant. And like wow. I said, it has since recovered, but it's been several years. But so did you? That did is you a way to get rid of the woodies? So did you uh, go back and explain it to your wife immediately, or did you just let her see that it was? dying uh no i i confess i confess okay, uh, I, you know I, that's what I, you should do i have you know i have no pride in that i uh, i confess it and um uh I, I tried i watered it in trying to dilute it which was probably not a good thing uh after finding out uh more about glyphosate uh would have probably been better off just leave it at full strength and what were you saying yeah. what were you saying as you were watering Naughty things. Anything, <laughs> anything you can share with us? <laughs> I was praying as I was. <laughs> okay, well, that was appropriate. That was appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many years did it take your wife to forgive you? Yeah. Did she forgive you immediately? Well, we're we're going on about probably eight years now. I don't know. I don't know that that's come about, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> still haven't forget. Uh, I, I guess now that it has fully recovered, I guess I, I've, I've been re- uh, But it was well, it did take several years. For every year that plant came back, it struggled. But it finally, this year it's full of buds, and we've already got some blooms on it. And uh, I guess I guess I'm forgiven at this point. But but okay. be careful with that. But that is a way to do uh, to get rid of your uh, your woody weeds. In, in a plant that's growing uh, just like I said just be very careful with it um, but it just paint just cut it and paint the paint the top where you cut um, you know very shortly after you cut it and that'll translocate down into the roots and take that take that plant out without taking away your your uh, plant that you're trying to get the weeds out of how does that do Roger well that sounds good uh you can get you these little sticks with sponges on the end, or you can use a paintbrush, I guess, yeah. to uh, if you want yeah, to paint it. Yeah, either so. either one. Just you know, again, be very careful not to get any of it on your on your plant. Um, yeah, the, or on yourself. I can understand that. I can, well, I, yeah, I've heard of something like that, but uh, uh, it's hard for me to believe a lot of stuff I hear down at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Miss I, once upon a time, Miss Ann said it. She she said you can do some painting with your plants. Well, I got it from the pros. I'm good now. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day, Roger. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Nice talking to you. Everybody sounds like they're outside today. Yeah. Well, Joe the bouncer called in. Yeah. What What was... Uh, well, well, Joe showed us some pictures here of his equipment shed. That was demolished by a neighbor's tree. Yeah, it's a big tree and and a big shed. Yeah, cut it right in the middle. And uh, I don't know how to what the remedy is on that. Except I think getting a new shed. uh, I think he's going to have to go to town today. Yeah, you you got to go into town today, Joe. (laughs) Because that that's that's a pitiful looking building, or what the remain remains of it. But it's a good sized tree too. You and your neighbor are going to have to have a talk. Uh, about so, are you available for legal services on that? Well, I, I except I'm not sure I can practice in Virginia. 
Okay. Well, you uh, you didn't take you didn't take the bar in, in Virginia. Yeah, too? Matter of fact, I did. Okay. Well, that's yeah, still good. Isn't I, it? I don't know whether I've kept up my license or not. Oh, okay. Well, 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 you'll have to re- refer someone yeah. to him. I think. Well, it's a, ser- a serious matter, Joe and and Princess, and we our condolences go with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a great way to start out a Saturday. Yeah. He's uh, Joe's got a beautiful garden. The I'm sure he does. Uh, he's a great plant advocate. As big as he is, even if he didn't, I'd say he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could be very persuasive. I think he could too. So uh, woe be unto his neighbor if he's not in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> Princes might get him too. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, good luck uh, to the bouncer for that. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, but Rufus, I'm sure, would be uh, available by phone. Absolutely. For, yeah. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 1024. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1028. News is coming up. You know, all the pollen we've had, all the heat, and uh, it, it can wreak havoc on your car. You need to get a checkup for your car. And King's Auto Service can sure handle that. Uh, items like Windshield wiper blades, something you may not think about. Uh, Also, uh, the cabin air filters need to be changed occasionally. Lots of things. The AC, I'm sure you're thinking about that. For those of you currently uh, having a a wonderful uh, certified uh, type hybrid vehicle like a Prius, they have technicians at Kings that can handle that, and uh, they'll charge you less to refill put in a refurbish than you would for a new. Uh, this usually occurs around 150,000 miles. So go to King's Auto Service, downtown Raleigh. King's correct. King's Auto Service, most reliable care since 1946. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, indeed. 1035-919-860-9783. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston, Johnny Coley of the Granville and Person County Co- uh, Cooperative Extension Service. And Paul is in Wake Forest. Morning, Paul. Morning, friends. I've listened for so many years. You have indeed. and We appreciate it, yep. Paul. Uh I no longer own a home. When I lived in independent living, I had a garden because we had a garden spot. Now I reside in a family member's porch. (laughs) (laughs) I only get sun from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. I've got two tomato plants. They're growing all right. I've had two tomatoes. Um, for a couple of weeks, I guess. It seems like it anyway. <laughs> but I have blossoms that fall. I've seen four fall today. Um, 
couple of them look like they were doing fine, and one was dried up. What in the world is going on? What does that sound like to you, Johnny? Hmm. So the tomatoes um, are getting about uh, four hours of sun. Is that correct? Am yeah. Is that right? From 2 p.m. to uh, about 6 p.m. Is that enough, Johnny? Not, not, yeah, not quite enough sun, probably. They, um, tomatoes need about six hours of sun to do. I know. Best. Um, I know, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, so it sounds like that, that could be an issue, just not enough sun. It could be a pollination issue. As well, well, yeah, uh, which could be no bees or nothing out here. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. They're just not getting pollinated; and they're dropping, dropping off. The only thing you can uh, do with that like is uh, get a, a Q-tip or something and move from, kind of, kind of scoop the pollen and and move it from flower to flower. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, something you can try if you're brush, able. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of growers will use something like an electric toothbrush and just 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 shake that bloom and it shakes the pollen out and that, that well, that's a good idea. I hadn't heard that one. Um, yeah. So that, uh, or, or you can just gently shake the plant. I mean, if that's such, you can do that. You know, just uh-huh. you're just trying to just shake that pollen out. It all day. Huh. Yeah. So that helps. Um, that definitely helps as well. So yeah, it, it sounds like it is. You know, just. The plant looks okay otherwise, as far as... Oh, the yeah. Yeah, they look fine. Yeah. But I had to have yeah, something. I, yeah. 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 Is there a tomato variety that's easier to grow? Some of the smaller tomatoes, would they maybe be a little more reliable in a setting like that, uh, Johnny? Of course, I've got German Johnson. Yeah. German Johnson, yeah. I don't know of one Mike that that would tolerate less sun. Yeah, um, okay. They would do better in less sun. Some of the smaller varieties, that, you know, they're um, you know easier to grow in a container, which is you know you could move the container into maybe more sun and then move it back in. Uh, but that that would be the only thing. It'd be just be more mobile, but uh, which would be a good idea. But, right. um, yeah, I don't. Well, know of one. course, I listen to you every Saturday. Well, thanks so much, Paul. I appreciate it, buddy. We really do. Yep. And good luck All with right, those tomatoes. Maybe maybe something will come through for you. There you go. Y'all have a great day and a great week. You too, Thank you, Paul. Paul. Thank, you. Thank you so much. All right. Love Bye-bye. y'all. Bye. You know, Johnny, uh, people, that is one of the hardest vegetables to grow, the, the tomato. <laughs> or fruit, if you prefer. <laughs> I'm having trouble with the blight right now on, on my tomatoes. Oh well, last week you were okay, so you, yeah. you haven't talked about that. Yeah, so you, I didn't. You... I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early blight has come in. Yeah, and you've got containers and and all of that new new soil, new everything. I I think they've sort of grown tired of the the Edmiston place after forty some years. I can't believe that. Well, I would normally have had big tomatoes by now. Any any advice on that, Johnny? I mean, what do we do? Uh, Well, you know, varieties that are resistant, um, that's that's where uh, you always start. Um, And 
then you know the the, the fungicide. I believe it's uh, I believe it's chlorothalonil, something with chlorothalonil in it uh, for the early blight. Um, I need Gerald on here for <laughs> for these questions. But the um, yeah, it's a tough one. Early blight is a tough one to to yeah. overcome, and and there's so many different diseases that that. Um, that the tomatoes can get. They are probably one of the more difficult vegetables uh, or, or fruits <laughs> to raise in the, in the garden. They, um, they just get so many different things by the time you get one tackled. I did hear Gerald say years ago, and I've used this one um, since then. Uh, one of the keys is use, is planting a variety of varieties, <laughs> diverse varieties in your, in your garden, because sometimes one variety uh, one year will be, for some reason, be more resistant to a disease or an issue than another variety uh, might be. Uh, so, you know, planting a, a diversified variety um, in your of tomatoes in your garden, you know, and that be shouldn't be too hard to do because there are so many varieties of tomatoes now. Yeah, there, there are, there are. Uh, I think he was referring to the heirloom varieties when he uh -huh. said that, but. Uh, just overall would be a good idea. I'm uh, I'm going to have, and I haven't scheduled them yet, uh, Gerald and Craig LaHoulier on in uh, July again. So um, oh, yeah. we had them on two or three weeks ago. Top-notch tomato. Yeah, it was, uh, absolutely. The dueling experts. What varieties do you raise, Rufus? I, Rufus well, these, these, these are Gerald's Lightning, which is, uh, he, okay. he recommends those specifically for Container gardening. Well, you're gonna to have to talk to Gerald about that. Yeah, I will give Mr. <laughs> I'll give Mr. Adams send a him call. a writ. Yeah, a subpoena. <laughs> henceforth appear. That's right. Tell him to come to your house and show cause why you should not be prosecuted for not making these tomatoes grow right. <laughs> Good question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's with a lot of the. A lot of the fungicides is that they're fungistats. You know, they're they're more protecting the, mm -hmm. the plant from getting the disease. And and a lot of people don't think about it until they actually get it and, and it shows up. And you know, then then it's a lot of times too late. And how resistant are the blight resistant plants really? You know, so yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not blight proof. They're they blight certainly are. So uh, if the right conditions, you have to have that 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 triangle. For a disease to be there, you have to have the pathogen, the host, and the environmental conditions have to be correct. If you can break one of those, you know, of course, uh, the host is not going to be one that you break. But uh, if you could have, you know, the environmental condition or the pathogen, keep the pathogen away, which is what the fungicide, you know, uh, is, is, or fungistat, if you will, uh, protects it from from that pathogen attacking the, the host. So, is the blight yeah, the yeah. the worst problem that tomato growers face? Uh, it depends on the year. That's probably the, maybe the more consistent one. Uh, this year I've seen some, uh, some blossom in rot, um, with the and that's easy to prevent. That, that's easier to prevent yeah. than, than the blight. Than the blight. Yeah. Yeah. And that involves, uh, you know, applying, uh, bringing the pH up to standards, adding, uh, normally adding some, some lime to the soil. Yeah, calcium deficiency is, is what that is. But it can right. be brought on by inconsistent watering uh, can can affect the calcium uptake. So that's 
Um, yeah. Uh, it is, and it usually doesn't last the whole season. Where the early blight, the, the blight will just, you know, take the plant out. <laughs> so I know when when we water uh, some plants, like tomato plants, we water at the bottom. So what else do we know need to know about consistent watering? Well, just don't let them go too dry, uh, you know, and and don't, of course, don't keep them to it. So just just that happy medium in there for for the watering. Uh, process, um, you know, if they get get extreme, you know, one going fluctuating back and forth, that that can uh, can cause issues. So just a an even even keel of the of the watering is, is best, and that that goes for for pretty much any of the vegetables. Uh, you don't want to <clears throat> let them get too dry. Rufus, maybe the next time Gerald is on, he'll bring us some tomatoes. That would be the easy solution. <laughs> that would be the better solution. <laughs> but he can, yeah, he'll uh, also have to answer to why you've gotten the blight on Gerald's lightning. Yeah. Publicly. <laughs> uh, not issue a statement. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to bring that up, but I I was forced into it. Okay. By, by Paul. Your conscience? Paul, or? No, Paul's call <laughs> okay. brought, it, brought it to mind. <laughs> oh me. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh once again, don't don't forget those hummingbirds <clears throat> out there. You you can't uh keep the water, their their food too clean. Uh, the uh and of course uh, all the apparatus that that you use, you got to keep that clean too cuz they're picky. They're just picky birds. So our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited at Fall Center in Raleigh and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary are giving you a chance to win a um, hummingbird pagoda and little mini feeders. Uh, register to win by going to WPTF's Facebook page right now. The prize will be given away on June 21st. Go to the WPTF Facebook page. So good luck to you. More of the Weekend Gardener, our remaining moments here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Straight ahead, it's 1047. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1051. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And Johnny Coley is uh, with us from the Extension Service in uh, lovely Granville and uh, also Person County. They're very pretty, pretty uh, rural counties in North Carolina. And you've got something big coming up in Oxford here at uh, the Ag Center there, Johnny. Yes, uh, at the Expo Center, uh, the Granville County Expo Center next Saturday uh, from 9 till 3. The, um, the Bee Jubilee, sponsored by the Granville County Beekeepers Association, uh, going to be next next Saturday, uh, the 26th. And lots of different um, activities going on, uh, lots of bee-type or bee products, um, and then uh, things that are made out of bees, wax. Um, there'll be some food trucks there, uh, plants for sale for pollinator type plants, and uh, just reading what what all they do have uh, happening there. They're actually having a live auction at noon. I'm not sure what they'll be uh, auctioning off at noon, but um, and then 
Uh, there'll be a farmer's market, so there'll be some people there with, with produce, sounds like, as well. So lots of uh, lots of fun. So if you're in in the, the Granville County area or even uh, North Raleigh, not too far of a drive up 50 uh, up 15 uh, to, to come to that. So be glad to have people come join us and come check out the, the Master Gardener booth for Granville and Person County. Uh, we'll be represented there. And it is a free admission to, to come, so just come come up and check that out. What's the date again? Uh, June 26th, next Saturday, a week from today. All right. Man, we're moving through June. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amazing. we are. It is the 4th of July. That's fine. Let's get summer over with so we can get back to cool weather. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I can I hear an amen. Amen. <laughs> it's going to be hot today, folks. <laughs> Up to 96 degrees in, in some of our listening area mm. uh, down south, I guess. Uh, be rough on the golf course today, I think. Could be so. Uh, they say sure never get hot on a golf course. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. If you're walking on the golf course today, not riding in a golf cart. Uh, By the way, I've got a heck of a fig crop coming along. Oh, we haven't talked about yeah. figs. Yeah, yeah. How, how are your figs? Hundreds, hundreds of little figlets. Well, well, you got a Celeste, so they're not real small. No. Yeah, they'll they'll be big ones. I, I love that Celeste yeah. brand. Yeah, that is a good one. Makes good. Yeah, and those, those trees have got to be at least a hundred years old. Oh my! Well, they are happy, aren't wow. they? That you can just do anything. That's what I recommend to people. If you want something that's going to give you a, a fruit blessing, now I do believe that's that a, I do believe the fig is a fruit. Yes, sir. Get you a fig tree, as opposed to what. As as an apple tree or anything else, because a fig tree will grow beautifully yeah. in most of North Carolina, and give you some wonderful fruits, and they're you just ignore them. They 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 don't get any diseases I know of. They are the easiest fruit to grow around here. You can whack them back to any length you want, and they just produce and produce. You can do like I do when I have have a good crop. I uh, I always grab one uh, as i'm going out uh, to walk yeah eat a little fig yeah. give it a little energy it's a good one good part of the fig preserves on the figs is the, a late frost or late freeze yeah but they're pretty hardy i mean if they get a good root system they'll keep coming back oh absolutely yeah, yeah, they'll they're plenty hardy but they'll kill it'll get the fruit we have yeah a, oh yeah that's right loaded that's right and, uh, it, the, the, the late freeze knocks uh-huh. the fruit back do they grow in the mountains Rufus? Yes, they do. Pretty good up there. Brown turkey is still hardy up there. Or? It, it is the preferred one up there in the mountains. <clears throat> there are a lot of newer varieties, uh, Johnny. I believe uh, Celeste and brown turkey are the ones that we hear the most about. That's what's recommended for this area. We just planted one called Chicago Hardy um, last fall. Haven't haven't produced any fruits yet from that. But um, well, give us a report yeah, on that. To, we'll have to have to see how that does, but. Yeah, there are lots of different varieties. There's a, there's a big festival, I think, down near the coast, and I'm not exactly sure when that is. But I want to say it's in the Newburn area, um, but um, somewhere down there. I can't yeah, exactly there are always some great festivals. And I, I guess that they will be, uh, hopefully, they'll be going on all summer and, and fall in, in towns that have, have missed them uh, so much. But, yeah, it's a great, great, very nutritious uh, good for you. A fan, fantastic, fantastic fig 
Festival. Ocracoke Festival. Fig okay. Festival. Ocracoke. Okay. 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 So is there an Ocracoke variety? Must Rufus, be. you ran Maybe. for governor. You should know things like that. <laughs> Somebody could have asked like you that, that question. <laughs> so refer, to, let me refer to my experts. <laughs> so the Ocracoke. Uh, I mean, if you needed another reason to go to Ocracoke, there's a fig festival uh, in, in August. Yes. So, and I, hopefully they'll have it this year. Those folks have gone through a lot. What uh, we only have about uh, two and a half minutes left, Johnny. Uh, what are what kind of calls are your master gardeners getting, or, or are they getting, or what kind of calls are you getting from homeowners? Uh, a, a lot of uh, vegetables, the, the squash bugs and squash boar uh, right now, uh, quite a few squash bug calls. Um, that's a, a perennial problem with, uh, with the squash plants. Of course, the, uh, scraping off the eggs is, is the first line of defense, but that's very a very difficult thing to do if you have 50 or 60 squash plants, so you have to um, be diligent on them but the the main thing that i, I usually tell people with the uh, vegetable plants and getting a lot of vegetable a lot of different vegetable calls this time of year because a lot of uh, vegetable plants are beginning to get of size um is just scout you know just keep an eye on your plants and, and it's easier to get the the insects when they're small uh than when they get a big population up and they get larger just like the um tomato hornworm we talked about earlier um, you know, when they're small, they're easier to, to get rid of than they are when they, they get some size. They're, they're more susceptible to the insecticide. So scouting is a big thing with vegetable uh, gardens. So just, you know, get up there and pay attention to what's going on in the garden and uh, try to jump, get, get a handle on it early rather than letting a, a big infestation get uh, taken over for you. Yeah, the zucchini squash is, is really, as you mentioned early in the show, it's, it looked really good this year. Yeah, yeah, zucchinis um, are doing well. We've, we've picked several zucchini off, the, off our plants already, so it's one of the one of the quicker turnaround uh, right. vegetables. One of the easier to grow. Squash. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, uh, on the ornamental uh, area, I don't know. I did have a call of gloomy scale on on um, maples this this week. Um, they got about they're, fifteen they're seconds. Perennial problem on red maples. Yeah. Uh, well, Johnny, um, you'll get an email from me. When are you going to be back on? So you be thinking about that, okay, buddy? And I'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, do it. We'll we'll take y'all y'all you guys out to lunch uh, sometime here soon. Uh, July 9th, something like that is what we were thinking. I think that's. I think it is, John. All right, Brother Rufus, Ms. Ann, our uh, Jason, all of our callers. Thank you very much, and our listeners. We love you.